Hello, Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, we are going to be chatting with Cariana Fry. She is going to talk to us all about Sister Thea Bowman, her contribution to the church. And if you don't know who Sister Thea Bowman is, then you are in for a wild ride. She is amazing. So we're so happy to have you with us, Cariana. I am so happy to be here with you, and I'm so happy to talk about my dear friend, uh, Sister Thea Bowman, because that's really what all of our saints and servants of God and blessed are. They are our friends that are on another plane and a plane that we're hoping to get to when it's our time. So I am so glad to to be here and chat a little bit about her. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So first, can you tell us just a little bit about you? We would love to know just a little bit about you and then hear about the awesome contributions that you're making just everywhere. Sure. So I like to say that I am a a speaker and educator and an author. And I think I have my most important jobs as a a wife and a mother. So I have, I, we have four children and we just recently moved from California to Minnesota. So we're kind of settling in here and getting ready for our first fall and winter. But I am actually a convert to Catholicism. So I grew up in the Baptist faith. And when I was in my early 20s, I felt a different call. And I started learning more about the Catholic Church and fell in love with her traditions and her history and her communion of saints. And I've been Catholic longer than I've been um, Baptist, I guess, now at this point. So it was wonderful. I crossed the Tiber, so to speak, in 2002, I think. I've always been really curious about the history of our faith. And so as a natural learner and a lifelong learner, I like to dig in and dive down and find out more things about our collective faith and even the people that are in it, because really our church is so big and so diverse that we will never get to the entire bottom of everything. And yet there's always been something new to to find and to discover and to love. That is awesome. That's amazing. You do so much. I am constantly amazed. I follow you on social media and I love your personal posts that you share. And I love your contributions to, you know, Catholic culture as well. And I love what you have to say about the diversity of the church. I think that's such an important topic. And whether it's us talking about the contributions of men and women or us talking about the contributions of people of different cultures. And I think for Sister Thea Bowman, her story, I don't really hear much about her unless, you know, it's during Black History Month. And then maybe I'll see that a particular video of her speaking to the bishops or whatever. But her story, I feel, is so important. And I would love for you to tell us more about her and kind of what drew you to her particularly. Well, frankly, I like to say that Sister Thea actually sought me out. And I'll explain a little bit of why I feel this way. But before I get there, so Sister Thea, we would consider her, I guess, more of a modern day saint because she was born in 1937. So she was born in the 20th century. She was born in Mississippi. And her parents were actually part of that, I guess you'd call the middle class um, as far as their educational and their professional prospects. Her mother was a teacher by profession, and her father was actually a physician. So this puts them in a different echelon. And as she was growing up and as she was still like a a younger child, the Franciscan Sisters of Perpetual Adoration out of La Crosse, Wisconsin, went down to Mississippi to establish a new school there. And as we know that many of our Catholic schools were started in areas that were either lacking in a strong educational system or there was just not available there or wasn't available for all the children. 
And so the Bowmans, even though they were themselves are not Catholic, they enrolled Thea in the school with the idea that she would be able to get a better education than what was what was being offered at the time. And, you know, think about it, Catholics in the South, even now, it can be a little bit challenging to be a little bit Catholic in the South because of the misconceptions and the misunderstandings of what it means to be Catholic. There's this Mm. idea of do Catholics worship Mary and are we, you know, bowing down to statues? Is there there idolatry happening? And then don't even get started if you're talking about Latin, right, Catholics, Mm. that you might be speaking in Latin at times. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of distrust. And that's what the Franciscan sisters found and experienced themselves when they went down to uh, Mississippi. But what Sister Thea saw was the love and the compassion that the sisters had for everyone that they met. And it was that love and compassion that is inherent and is a part of our Catholic faith and our Catholic heritage and our Catholic culture. That's what drew her to the church. So it wasn't the theology and it wasn't the prayers and it wasn't the dogma, but it was the fact that Catholics seem to truly love one another and care for those among them, especially the poor and the needy. And it didn't matter what their religious background was, didn't matter how much money they had, didn't matter the color of their skin, they just loved. That's what it meant to be Catholic. That's what she saw the Catholic Church as. Mm. These were people who loved. And so she, at the age of nine, asked her parents if she could become Catholic. And I'm guessing that the process was a little bit different than the our current RCIA process or the process for kids. But she became Catholic at the age of nine. And at the age of 15, she decided she wanted to join the Sisters of Special Adoration. And so she went from nice and warm and humid Mississippi all the way up to La Crosse, Wisconsin, which is warm in the summertime. But as we all know, it's cold and it snows in the wintertime. (laughs) And this is where I say that Sister Thea really found me. It's because my beloved Aunt Sharon, she went to school at the University of Wisconsin at La Crosse. And there's another school up there, Viterbo College. And I, one of my best friends from high school went to Viterbo College. But Sister Thea was a teacher at Viterbo College. And one of my aunt's friends at Viterbo had her as a professor. So this is that amazing connection that we have with our saints. And I'm going to get all I got right chi- now. I got chills hearing <laughs> you say that. I got chills. Yeah. That is that is amazing. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I, again, I had never had a chance to meet her. I know she did a lot of work in Milwaukee where when I was growing up. I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So while I never had a chance to really experience her firsthand, I feel like I have this connection and this friendship with her just through these small little, you know, spheres of time. And it really is quite amazing. So while with the Franciscans, they decided to train her as a teacher. And as they got to know her and hear her, her speak and hear her teach, they said, you know what? No, teaching is not enough for you. We need you to go into becoming a college professor. So she was sent to the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C. to earn her doctorate in English. And this is all, you know, right around, it's during the 1960s, the civil rights movement. And it was really the liturgical renewal that the Second Vatican Council really brought forth, this idea of let's bring the people more into liturgy. And I think the Second Vatican Council sometimes can be misinterpreted and misunderstood. When you look at the council itself and then how it was applied, and it's true, there were some strange applications, but the the spirit of the Second Vatican Council really was that idea of how do we bring the people into the liturgy? How do we bring the people into more into their faith instead of being Mm -hmm. spectators? 
And so this idea that with the Second Vatican Council, it really awakened in her that as a Black American, she has a space in the church, that there is a place for her, and that she is good enough just as she is. She doesn't have to become something outside of herself other than the woman that we all strive for, that perfection within Christ, that perfection or that completion that we get within Christ. But she can just bring herself just as she is, and she is going to be good enough. And that was her message for all the rest of us, that you are good enough, and I am good enough, and we are good enough just because we are God's children. And there's nothing that we have to do or prove or say to make us worthy of God's love. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, wow. If people are listening, if you aren't just already just getting chills listening to her story, that is so cool. And I love what you were saying about bringing her whole self. That is probably one of the most shared things of Sister Thea Bowman, but I will watch that video of her speaking to the bishops, I believe. Mm -hmm. Just her talking about bringing her whole self, her whole Black self. And I just the power of her voice and the conviction of her just knowing who she is and what she can contribute is so amazing. And so that is, that's just beautiful. And I'm sure to you too, as like a writer and a creative mind, having someone like her as well, that was accomplished in English and, you know, proficient in that creative world, that's probably so cool and inspiring. So I love how she really sought you out. (laughs) Because yeah, that's very she's, particular. She's <laughs> yeah, it's like that seems very particular and precise. And I just cannot believe that you are like three degrees away from her. And I know, I know we <laughs> talked about that before we started recording. The amazing thing is like for those listening, when you are done listening to this podcast, Sister Thea Bowman is like on Spotify singing. And it brings me at a loss for words. You know, that would be like, Padre Pio being on Spotify preaching. It's just like amazing that we have these artifacts of people that existed in real time that walk the same city streets, you know, taught people that we know that we can touch, that we can ask questions to it. Like that is just so amazing. And I know that you probably know her story back and forth. I'm so grateful that you shared a little bit with us. There is also a book, We Are Beloved, 30 Days with Thea Bowman as she's a great spiritual teacher. So can you tell us a little bit more about that book and what we can learn from it? Sure. So the book is actually part of the greater series done by Ave Maria Press called 30 Days with a Great Spiritual Teacher. And I would encourage all the listeners, if you have not experienced any of the series yet, I would highly suggest you do this. So It has a 30-day format, so one day, one set of readings, and typically you have a reading as your day begins. You have a short verse to kind of either a verse or a saying or something that you can kind of keep in your back pocket to remind you of what you read that morning, and then you end your day with a second section. So it's just constant. It's 30 days of just walking alongside of this teacher, and there are um, so many wonderful people to choose from. I know uh, Julian of Norwich is there. St. Therese, Henri Nolan is in there. So 
St. Catherine of Siena is, no, is also in there. So there are so many great teachers that you can learn from. And of course, I am going to be a little bit biased toward uh, Sister Thea's when, she, when it does release. So uh, make sure you come back and look for hers. <laughs> but it's one where I think it gives us a little, little snapshots into the insights of these great thinkers and, mm. and leaders and inspirations for each of us. Because we remember, this is, again, another thing I love about our church, is all the members of the community of saints both named and unnamed, they are just us because they are all human. They've gone to a place where they can now see Jesus and they see Mother Mary and they see the Lord face to face. And yet they are still human and they are Mm. still with us and they still can see and pray for us and hear us and know what we've gone through. And so that's what I really like about this series that these are people that have been where you are. Wow, that is powerful, especially now, right? As we're going through so much in the church and in the world and to just have holy people that were before us that have might've even experienced some of the same things, you know, and have a lot to offer. This episode of Spotlight is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app for prayer, meditation, music, and more. Hallow is an amazing resource for any Catholic looking to dive deeper into their prayer life, find more peace, and ultimately grow closer to God. Hallow features daily rosaries, Lexio Divina, examines, playlists for calm and humility, and minute meditations for brief moments with God throughout your day. It also features some of your favorite Catholic speakers like Father Mike Schmitz, Jonathan Rumi, Dr. Scott Hahn, and Bishop Barron. You can also hear the Bible in a Year podcast and all of Father Mike and Bishop Barron's homilies. This season, try one of Hollow's hundreds of prayers, meditations, and peaceful music for Advent and Christmas. Speaking of, you know, things that we can learn, people we can learn from, I would love to know, before we let you go, I'd love to know what is one thing that you think Sister Thea Bowman can offer, has offered to the church that we can learn from as a community? Um. I actually am going to, I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to read you a quote of hers because I think I'd rather use her words in order to convey what she feels for you. Yes. You, the person listening to this podcast right now, this is what she's saying about you. You have a gift. You have a talent. Find your gift, find your talent and use it. You can make this world better just by letting your light shine and doing your part. You can help somebody just by caring about somebody, just by loving somebody. And then when you get through showing them how much you love them, sometimes folks need to hear it. So make sure you tell them, I love you. I love you. I love you. I really, 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 really love you. Wow. Oh my goodness. Powerful, powerful, powerful. I cannot wait for this book to come out and just read more about her. So amazing how saints truly, I mean, I, I learned the term of saint friend from my friend Meg, who talks a lot about saints. I used to just say like, oh, saints, like they're people, but she was like, no, they're actually our buddies. Like they will find you. (laughs) The ones that want to find you will find you and they will resonate with you in such a particular and unique way. And I really think Sister Thea has resonated with you in such a unique way that you've communicated her message in a way that is truly uplifting. So I'm so excited to see 
to read the book and just to see how her story just impacts so many more people. And we're so grateful to have had you on today to share more about her. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was lovely. I love talking about friends in general. And I like teaching because that's what I, I'm always a teacher. You know, once a teacher, always a teacher. <laughs> yeah, like, motherhood so never, I, ends, yeah, no, never, ends. never ends. Teaching never ends. It and is talking forever. About our, talking about being Catholic. I love that too. I so love it. I'm so glad that you had me here and thank you so much. I love that. Well, I would love to know where we can find more information on the book and um, just about you and kind of follow along with your journey. You can find me on Instagram. It's probably where I am most active. You can find me there at Cariana Fry. Some spirituality, some things, you know, facts about the church, things about me. I do have a great sense of style, if I may say so myself. So you'll see some clothing there also. So it's kind of a hodgepodge. I also have a website. You can visit me at carianafry.com where you can find out more about some of the other uh, titles that I've authored. And uh, But really, it's just kind of reach out and hopefully I'll get back to you because like I said, we're, um, I, you know, I typically do get back to people. It just takes me like a week. So I don't ignore people. It just kind of, it just takes <laughs> like, time. just give me like a, a day. I'm like, author- I promise I'll be I'm, there. <laughs> I'm authoring books. Just give me like seven days. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, at the end of each one of our episodes, we ask each guest what their hope for the week is, but I want to switch it up and ask you about something that brings you hope. So what is something that brings you hope and brings you joy. I think sometimes we miss in our spaces, you know, just normal conversations about things that just make us not just happy, but joyful. So if you need time to think about it, I can go first. Otherwise, if you're ready with something, you can go. How are you feeling? Uh, I think I'm, I think I'm ready. I'm going to give like a, I'll give a kind of a shallow answer and a deep answer. So, love it. Love it. Uh, my shallow answer of what brings me joy. And I, this is not a plug. I'm not being paid by them, but Ted Lasso on Apple TV, that show gives me joy. <laughs> there are so many emotions that come up watching the show, but I actually have found uh, myself saying certain phrases like I appreciate you and you're really meaning it and seeing how that can really change somebody's perspective and their life when you tell them when not only you acknowledge them but also tell them how much you do appreciate them mm-hmm. so that is one thing that gives me joy but also you know frankly right now I will say um my skeletons are giving me joy because now we're moving into the season of remembrance and this idea of memento mori and we're all also reminded that this is not our final destination. We are truly pilgrims that are on a journey and we are called to use our gifts and make the best of what we have here. But we have to remember that this is not the end and that there is going to be a continuation. Oof, that is a word. That is a whole word. This is not the end for us, which can also be kind of intense, but exciting stuff, right? As St. Therese says, the world is our ship. So That is amazing. So for me, I think something that brings me joy, I just actually got back from a therapy appointment. So therapy always brings me joy sitting with my awesome therapist for an hour and she just listens to me and she is so much wiser than me. So just being able to gain insight and wisdom from someone who's helping me grow as a person always makes me happy. And I love personal growth. So anything to kind of get there is amazing for me. And recording this podcast is always so nice because I just get to catch up with people who otherwise I see on social media and like 
life goes so quickly, you know? So getting to catch up with like social friends that I rarely get to actually talk to is amazing. So I'm just so happy to be here and I'm so happy to have had you on and I'm so excited for everyone to listen and learn more about Sister Thea. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you guys for listening and thank you so much, Kariana, for being our guest. Make sure to check out her new book, We Are Beloved, Great Spiritual Teachers, 30 Days with Thea Bowman on AveMariaPress.com. Also, make sure to use the code SPOTLIGHT for 20% off as a gift to our listeners. We're so grateful for you guys, and we're looking forward to talking to y'all next week. God bless. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.